But wait a minute, something's wrong. Up Sigiliano, all you calabrese do the mambo like a crazy with a mambo. He was wrong. What do you want me to say? He was wrong. Can you believe it? People make mistakes, Phyllis. That's what they do. And welcome to the Movie Ladder Podcast, where we're climbing the rungs of cinematic connections. Each week, we're discussing a movie that connects the movie from the previous week's podcast. I'm Zach Brooks. For the 191st time, I'm joined by Brandon Fitzpatrick. And boy, am I hungry. <laughs> oh yeah, this this movie is the movie that made me the hungriest of just about any movie I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it's a it's a real tough one between this and a couple of them that'll maybe come up on suggestions later. Yeah, but, I, was gonna, uh, I was gonna say there's probably yeah. some stuff coming up later that are some good hunger movies. But, yeah, uh, including Hunger, which you and I watched together oh, earlier. Yeah, this that year. movie did not make me hungry. That that movie made me the opposite of hungry, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yes. last year we watched Hunger. While we ate a sandwich and we felt Not bad about it. Not for this podcast. That was, for, <laughs> that was just separately. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you're talking about last year. But last week, we talked about Cresha. And this yep. week, due to a family in the kitchen connection. Family-style dinner, yeah. Yeah, we will be discussing Big Night from 1996. A movie I had never seen. A movie that was beloved for Brendan. Um, yep. And I really had never even heard of it. I think I'd seen maybe the poster or the you know mm-hmm. DVD. Uh, but I just I had no idea what it is, what it was. And now I do. Yeah, so. this is one of those cult classic movies that, like, you hear people talk about sometimes on a podcast. Like, oh, yeah, Big Night. Big Night's great. But, like, no, but nobody's ever really done a deep dive on it before because, you know, it's not one that a lot of people have seen. But it is – it it truly is a cult classic. It was a video store rental for me when I was in high school. Um, really enjoyed this movie. Uh, absolutely love the entire cast, top to bottom. Um, there are a couple of weak spots, I think, in the cast, but at least they're like so almost having top a to good bottom, time. Then. Yeah, top to like middle floor. Middle middle floor, anyway. yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I do think when I posted on Instagram that we were doing this movie this week, there were like random people who who chimed in that said, "I love that movie. What a great choice." Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, was able to cross one off the list, watch Big Night. We're going to talk all about it. Then at the end of the episode, we'll decide on our next movie based on suggestions sent in by you, the listeners, and ones that we brought as your hosts. Uh, so we'll be spoiling what there is to spoil. They cook mm-hmm. food. Yeah. And the, Don't let the um, food spoil. Yeah. <laughs> no, no spoiled food. Good looking food. Um, so we will be talking about Big Night in all spoiler details. So if you've not seen it, it is streaming on Hoopla. If you have a library that works with Hoopla, uh, also streaming rental as well. Um, and I feel like this is, if you haven't seen it, and maybe you save this podcast, I could see Big Night being one of those movies that just like randomly is on, you know, Hulu mm. or or one of those one of the streaming sites for a few months. It's like, such a weird Netflix. cult classic indie movie. I'm surprised it's not part of the Criterion Collection, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, it does seem. It like feels like the kind of movie that it would be straight up on the Criterion. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And, you someday. know, you say cult, but I'm looking right now in the the box the box office. Highly outpaced the budget, fourteen million in the box office, and the budget was yep. only four million. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, this is you know, this was a true shoestring budget, filmed in you know just a week or two. Um, with like you know, I mean, Stanley Tucci and C- Campbell Scott wrote and directed the film themselves mm-hmm. and started it. So you know, they just got a bunch of their actor friends together and said, well, "Let's make an indie movie," and they did. This yeah. Is the, yeah. Nice. All right. 
Uh, well, before we, oh, wait, let me finish all the rest of my stuff. I got, I mm-hmm. got derailed. Uh, so uh, if you've not seen Big Night and uh, you don't want to be spoiled on it or you don't want to hear us talk about it, there's the timestamp in the description of this podcast. If you want to jump ahead here, we're going to be watching next week. But of course, we suggest you pause the podcast, go watch the movie on Hoopla or streaming choice, streaming rental of choice, mm-hmm. and come back and listen. And then don't forget to submit your feedback to us at Ladder Movie on, on Instagram and Twitter, the movie ladder at gmail.com. And the movie ladder on Letterboxd, all the ways that you can get in touch with us. All right. Brendan, uh, you are uh, not in your normal abode. No, I am uh, on the road. uh, My yearly Labor Day week trip to the beach down in uh, Merle's Inlet, South Carolina. Uh, Once again, podcasting from a closet inside a beach house. Um, You know, this is actually the best closet in three years that I think I've podcast from. So there's that. Sound good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, everything sounds good. Uh, You know, every you're not a true podcaster until you podcast it from a closet, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah, that's what they say. They say that's, that's what the they best say. Podcast studios. It's a, yeah. But uh, yeah, everything's going well. I did manage to catch a couple of movies before I left for my trip on Saturday. Um, I want to talk about a movie called Twilight. And no, not the Twilight you're thinking of. It is uh, not starring Twilight's Robert own. Pattinson or Kristen Scott or anybody else. Kristen, who is it? Kristen Scott, Kristen Thomas. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, sorry. Kristen there is Scott. Kristen Scott Thomas. <laughs> That's what I was thinking That's of. Kristen Stewart. Uh, this Twilight stars a who's who of actors top to bottom. Uh, came out in 1998. It is a L.A. crime noir starring Paul Newman, Gene Hackman, Susan Sarandon, Stocker Channing, Reese Witherspoon, James Garner, Reeve Shriver, Giancarlo Esposito, Margot Martindale, John Spencer, M. Emmett Walsh. I mean, who, like, that is, and those are, a lot of those people are in small parts in this movie. This is an incredible cast for a, uh, you know, for a movie nobody's ever heard of. Um, This is a really fun movie. Uh, If you're into the detective crime noir genre, highly recommend checking it out. Um, Yeah, I I had a really good time with it. Uh, Directed by Robert Benton, uh, came out in 1998. Uh, yeah, starred Paul Newman, Gene Hackman, Susan Sarandon. Um, I did not know that Giancarlo Esposito or Margot Martindale were going to pop up in this movie. So when they do, it was quite uh, quite delightful and surprising. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, highly recommend it. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. Well, for me, I, I feel like, you know, first weekend of, of football season, of college football season, it's always hard mm-hmm. for me to get to a lot of movies. Um, but I did end up watching Terminator 2 just on a whim last week. Um, I don't <laughs> really even week. know what I don't even know what inspired me to watch it. I was just in the mood to watch Terminator 2. Yeah, and you mean the end of our podcast last week is what inspired you to do it because oh, you right, were yes. so insistent. You yes. were so insistent that we do T2 last week and then we did Big Night instead. You were so upset that you went and watched Terminator 2 yourself. You're right. Um that and now you're now you're spurring my memory. That and also it was what we we missed was yeah. uh, August 29th is the uh, August 29th, 1997 yeah. was Judgment Day in Terminator Indeed. 2. So we just missed doing Man. this podcast the week of Judgment Day. Oh, no. of the, uh, I don't know what that would be. Uh, the, thank the, thank the, God we avoided 26. the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would have been timely to do, you know, would have, it yeah. would have been uh, that could be like our, our alternate universe if we would have done Terminator 2 this week instead of Big Night. So. Yeah, yes, that's why I was inspired, because the end of the podcast and because I saw it was Judgment Day yep. that we had just passed. So, yes, I watched Terminator 2. Uh, 
I'd seen it recently, a couple years ago, and it's mm-hmm. just such a it's it's just one of the one of the classic all time. Um, like yeah, every scene same. in that movie, as I was watching, I was like, I could just like quote along with it. You know, that movie. I love the line "Easy Money." I always love mm-hmm. saying "Easy Money" whenever something happens. Right um, now, I'm not putting yeah. a uh, an ATM card into the machine with passcode already backing into it to get my money but um i love just the way things line up i I love the way it builds and changes off of the first movie which is more of just like a almost like a monster movie Mm -hmm. and um you know i I know that that just from hearing people talk about this movie i guess the trailers spoiled that arnold was going to be the good guy in the movie and it's such a great reveal i I mean i I can't think of a world where i didn't know that reveal and sorry if i spoiled this for anybody who didn't know that but like that and darth vader are like the two spoilers that i just do not know a world where i didn't know those things (laughs) yeah um but i I could imagine if there was anybody who saw this movie for the first time and didn't know he was going to end up being a good guy that reveal about 20 minutes in yeah wait Uh, what what about darth vader uh there's a thing Oh, really? Can't wait to find out someday. Yeah. Played by David Prowse. uh, Oh, wow. The actor? Who popped up in in Clockwork Orange that I watched this week. Oh, nice. Um, So it's interesting. So I felt like this watch, the effects held up really well. I mean, obviously, it's a a lot of early CGI, but like Mm. you can just see... There's ways that you could just see how practical they are, like that they used, you know, twins. Like the, the guy who's filling up his coffee, the guard who's filling up his coffee. Yeah. And then T-1000 becomes that guy. Yeah. That's like him and his twin. That's how they filmed that, right? There wasn't, yeah. they didn't like digitally do that. They just had like two character, two actors who looked the same looking at each other and they made them look like twins. Um, and, and that kind of stuff, it just feels so tactile watching this movie. And yeah, I just, I, I really appreciate that on this watch, which is funny because I was reading my review on Letterboxd from the last time I watched it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the, the effects look kind of silly, which they do look silly, but they look silly in a way that, totally works it's like fun. the t1000 yeah. like the way that the t1000 looks they're sci-fi effects. yeah it's, it's yeah good i mean robert patrick is also like so freaking good he's a really great mm-hmm. villain so yeah. yeah and he's got that great running yeah style as well yeah so, for sure um yeah the and, tom cruise running style yeah and i've seen you know various sequels i think i've seen all the sequels to this but they all just kind of blend together i would love yeah. to someday watch salvation again i think mm. that would be a fun one to do on this podcast to revisit that and see if that's any I good it came up a few up. weeks ago it did because christian bale um, oh yeah, yeah 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 so uh but yeah terminator 2 i mean it's just it's classic yeah so. classic for a reason yep there you go um nice all right all right, well, uh, sounds like you had a big night watching Terminator. I was going to say, yeah, shall we pop down for a, for a big, expensive meal? Full um, course meal. I guess meal. it's comp, comp meal, yeah. So, it's going to break our restaurant, yeah. There we go. Will this, uh, will this meal break the podcast? <laughs> no, I don't think it'll break the podcast, but I will say it did kind of break my notes because I don't have a ton written down about this movie as I was watching. I mean, yeah. I wrote down some of the dishes that look good and some of the actors that popped up. I wrote down like, the one of the five that I wanted to try the most for sure. And oh, the it's one not five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do love that we start off right with that. With the, it's classic. The, yeah. Yeah. The couple who is just underwhelmed by the food. She wanted seafood risotto, but she didn't know what risotto was. I mean, this is like. Yeah. Also, this is such a food culture in the 90s movie versus yeah, now. I feel sure. like risotto is, you know, if you order risotto, so you know well that's yeah. pretty well known. Yeah. Thanks to Food Network and just kind of like restaurants upscaling. Before and things the like restaurant that. Probably, explosion of the 2000s. And the, yeah. I mean, there's your, probably your risotto at and like Applebee's and things yeah, like sorry, that. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Too, right? Yeah. I was just going to say, there's probably risotto at Applebee's and things like that. Yeah, too. right. <laughs> probably. So. 
Um, it, it, and, you know, we, we do hear that song Mambo Italiano, which is yep. the uh, that was the intro to this podcast as well. And I just associate that with Olive Garden and yeah. watching this movie. When you're and this, I family. do not mean this in a demeaning way, but this movie, I feel like I was watching an Olive Garden commercial when I was watching When you're here, your family. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, although the food looked, yeah, obviously the food looked so higher quality than. Yeah, I don't think they're serving suckling pig as the final course at an Olive Garden, my friend. Oh, is that what the, I, thought, I thought those were chickens. I thought it was a suckling pig at the end. Oh, when he I brings thought, out I, the giant cart with the pig on it. Yeah, it's a, it's a suckling pig. Oh, okay. Yeah. After the chickens. Okay. Yeah, and after the fish. The um, yep. Yeah. Everything looked great. Yeah, speaking of, I know we talked about, you know, a, piv- a pivotal episode of uh, of The Bear last mm-hmm. week. Uh, still connected this week, definitely. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Big, big yeah, one. That's um, a, this, this reminded me a lot of the bear. Uh, of course, the plot is is similar to the bear. It's um, yeah. about two brothers who have a restaurant that's suffering. Uh, I thought it was in L.A., but according to uh, what uh, I've it seen, it's, it's New in Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, yeah which makes like I guess that makes sense for. But I'm sure they, looked, I, they probably filmed it in L.A. Yeah, it looked like some of those Hollywood Italian restaurants I had yeah. just recently been to uh, when I was in L.A. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We see right off the bat the restaurant does not have a lot of customers. It's starting to fail, and um, they're hitting money trouble. We have we have the kind of two brothers, one played by Stanley Tucci, one played by Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, uh, Secondo is the name of, of Stanley Tucci's brother. Yep. The second and, brother. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and Primo. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what we got. The Prime, Prime brother, the second brother. Yeah. yeah. What what a week to do a movie about a guy named Primo? We've got Coach Prime and we've got Chef I know, Primo. Right? Primo time, baby. Yeah, so I will tell you the thing that one of the things that bothered me the most about this film is that you have the head chef played by Tony Shalhoub that his name is Primo. And then the whole night we're waiting on somebody to show up whose last name is Primo. Yes. And it's like Primo, 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 Primo. And it's really like one of those like lazy screenwriting things when you can't think of a name for a character. You just make it something similar to a character that you already have. And it's like really annoying. And they're like, I, I don't know, that that bothered me for some reason on this watch, that the two character names were so similar. Well, Luis Prima is an actual musician. Is he an actual musician? Okay, yes. I wasn't sure about that. That mm-hmm. could be play. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's not anybody I've ever heard of, but he's a right. popular Italian-American singer. Interesting. They should have been waiting for Sinatra. I mean, I mean they should have been waiting for Guffman, because that was what I kept oh, thinking yeah. of with this. You know, yep. and we can't move him after that, because that was way waiting, back in year one. Waiting for Godot, yeah. Uh, or was it waiting for no? It was waiting for Guffman. No, right? but waiting was, for Godot is the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Waiting yeah, for Godot I, to come save us. Yeah. Ah. Okay. So we could do waiting for Godot next week, but waiting for Guffman yeah. is the one that we actually did, where you know they're yep. waiting for the celebrity the whole movie, and then you know, spoiler alert for that, yeah. celebrity never shows up. Course, and yeah. big night celebrity. This singer is promised, but he was never actually invited. He's never actually coming. Yeah. But it did give the brothers a chance to, uh, to kind of squash out their differences out there, to, yeah. to work yeah to work towards something i mean it's kind of your mm-hmm. classic setup for one of these movies where we're setting up the brothers to to work towards this common goal and then they end up having the big blow up at the end yeah and they're really being set up by this like seedy more like popular restaurant owner up the street from their place played by ian holm in this absolute over-the-top performance <laughs> like it's so over the top and goofy that like I I mean it's it's funny but at the same time like his accent and his movements are so extreme that like it's it, 
it just doesn't fit the tone of the rest of the movie sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, the movie is funny. Like, there's a lot of great back-and-forth wordplay with Stanley Tucci and Tony Shalhoub. Definitely. And yeah. Alice and Janie and, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, Isabel Mini Driver. Yeah, Mini oh, Driver yeah, is yeah. Hilarious Sweetie. Mm-hmm. But Ian, what Ian Holm is doing doesn't all the time fit the tone, I don't think, of everybody else in the film. I like physically what Ian Holm brings to the role. Because mm-hmm. the two brothers are... You know these tall, dark, slender guys, and Ian Holm yeah. is shorter. Like, he, like they both tower over him. Yeah. Yet he has the power over them yeah. because he's got the more successful restaurant. Yeah. You know, he's kind of the boss that they're trying to impress. Yeah. Um, he's. I mean, he's friends with Humphrey Bogart. He humble brags. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, do you think Humphrey Bogart ever actually came into his restaurant, or do you think he just got a framed picture of Humphrey Bogart? No, I feel like it's one of those where these, you know, these celebrities came once. He gets the, you know, he comps their meal, gets a picture from them, puts it up on the wall. Um, you, you know, going to this movie, I had no idea this movie was going to take place in the, I think it was the 50s. Yeah, um, I couldn't, yeah. I forgot that it was set in the 50s. So I was a little surprised myself until we meet the uh, Cadillac, Cadillac salesman played by Campbell Scott. I had mm-hmm. kind of forgotten that it was set in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that really, I mean, yes, there are references to celebrities from around that time, but the only thing that really defines this movie as being around the 50s, I feel like, is the cars. Definitely and so cars. if you just had yeah. people driving newer, you know, if you had people driving 1996 cars, this movie could easily take place in 1996. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing. And I mean, not much has changed restaurant-wise either. I mean, people... You know, uh, I mean, we we are in a re- we're in a restaurant boom in the mid two thousands, but I feel like people have started to regress back to like the gaudy chain restaurant experience instead of like you know the the the, the casual dining experience. So I yeah maybe uh, I, I think too. I, now that we're talking about it being in the fifties, I said like people in nineteen ninety six mm. might not have known risotto. Well, people in the nineteen fifties might not have known risotto. Definitely this, not. Yeah. I, I kind of forgot that this was <laughs> this was. But the I 50s mean, both both are true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely not in the nineteen fifties. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and you know, this movie's kind of divided into a few different parts. I did see somebody to talk about this movie as a all in one night movie, and it is not an all in one. Not quite. Yeah. No, we have our first act. And, and is you know, like act a week act, before maybe. the big dinner, right? Where yeah. they're realizing, you know, where where Secondo is realizing mm-hmm. the restaurant is struggling. He's yep. talking to the bank, trying to get more money. Yep. Um, and and then they make this, they hatch this plan, which I don't really understand the plan. Besides, like we're gonna have a celebrity come to the restaurant. Like, what? Basically, he'll what tell his if, rich if celebrity friends come. what a great meal he had there, and that'll get the word out. It's yeah. not a great plan. Especially yeah. because he would, it's not like he lives in the area, so. Right. And I mean, yeah. I guess it's its actually that makes this movie almost more relevant now because yeah. you could really remake this movie and have it be like, we're going to have some influence. I mean, like I guess they probably do something yeah. like that on the there where, yeah, yeah, we're going to have an influencer come yep. and, um, and post that they came to our restaurant and then it's going to drive yep. business to the restaurant, exactly. which happens all the time. Yeah. So. Or you get like the celebrity backlash version of it where like james gordon like you heard about the james gordon at a restaurant thing right where he like apparently sent some soup back or something and got like that sounds kind of familiar yeah he got canceled for sending soup back something like that yeah oh, or man. yelling about a bowl of soup i don't know you should get canceled for being annoying not for sending yeah soup back. I, I, that does sound kind of familiar um 
Yeah. And would you have sent the risotto back if it didn't have as, as much seafood in it as you were hoping? I tell you what, I had a uh, one of the first nights we were here, we went to a seafood restaurant and I got the crawfish etouffee. And I tell you, if that etouffee, which is uh, a similar rice dish to risotto, if that had come out without me being able to see the crawfish, I would have mm-hmm. had questions. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I got big honking pieces of crawfish and shrimp in that etouffee, so I was very happy. Yeah, etouffee is very good. I haven't had it in a while, but it's very yeah, good. Yeah, you gotta, so you do, like, with with risotto, I know that it's, like, supposed to be much smaller pieces than in an, in an etouffee. So, like, it, it, you are not really supposed to see the stuff that's in it other than the rice, right? I mean. um, Yeah, I mean, I would think that if I ordered seafood risotto, it would be risotto with, like, some shrimps on top, like some big shrimps right. on top and, and different seafood. Like, I don't think it would all be the same consistency as the risotto. Mm. Um, okay. So. I don't know. I, 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 she, I mean, she seemed like she was being picky, but I do wonder, you know, yeah. if they were, they were, they're, they were I guess, skipping. yeah, I was going to say if they were skipping, but they do seem like, you know, especially Primo takes so much pride in his food and For in sure. his art yeah. that I don't think he would ever, um he would ever skip, skip on, on it i agree yeah um that's a like the the whole bit with her like wanting a side of spaghetti and then but it's a starch and she already has a starch like mm-hmm. cracked me up yeah like him. oh him and it doesn't him. come with meatballs but you can get meatballs on the side you too get meatballs uh, on the side. Yeah. yeah i wish i would have planned a little bit better when i was watching this movie i should have made myself some spaghetti and, and yeah. veggie balls and poured a bottle of red wine while there i was watching know. this movie so maybe you can uh, watch it again with that in mind yeah, I mean, especially when we get the the actual big night and we oh, have everybody showing up, like it's just food, like huge plate after huge plate. That's where you know, that's yep. where I really was getting the vibes of like uh, Olive Garden commercial yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like people having fun, people cheersing, people uh, yep. like spinning their napkins as the food yep. comes out. Like it all just yep. looked like a very fun. I was like, man, it would be great to go to a party like that where it's just unlimited yep. food. I bet the like I bet the shooting of that scene was incredible because you're Mm -hmm. just like you're at like you're you definitely have to be like served to the real thing like you're you're, you know on on a budget like this you're probably not getting the fake food and the fake prop food you're probably getting real food that you have to Mm -hmm. eat on camera so i bet it was really fun to film that yeah um yeah no and i um you know i I love that we have like we're kind of introduced to all of these characters Mm -hmm. and then and then we, you know, we each person, it's like we're almost like the setup for uh, like a heist movie, right? Where we're getting yeah. each of these people. And then we have the whole team together for the last half of the movie. Um, we, we haven't even talked about the fact that like Mark Anthony is the first build person in this film. Yeah. The so, singer. Um, uh, is that the singer, Mark Anthony? I think it's the singer, Mark Anthony, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mark I mean, Anthony it is. is the first built person in this film, and I don't think he says a word the entire film. Yeah, no, he's he's, he's just like the bus boy, right? He's yeah, like he's the, the third silent member of their team. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, the Sue and the bus boy and the head waiter. He's doing, like, all the little things, but I don't think he has a line the entire movie, which is kind of funny. Right, no, I think, because I was looking at the cast list, and it's really interesting the way the cast list mm-hmm. is divided up, because, like, then we have Larry Block as the, th- as the fourth person where yeah. larry block plays the husband of the woman who got the seafood risotto yes i think that the i think it's the, in order of appearance it's just in order of appearance so that's yeah. why he's listed first uh mark yeah. anthony plays cristiano yeah and you know he's i'd have to go back and watch but we must just see him like walk out first and we do yeah we see him in the back of the restaurant having a cigarette yeah ah, out okay. back yeah. of the restaurant mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 
Uh, and, and, you know, he's he's an integral part of their restaurant. You know, we have For the sure. two brothers, right? We we have Secondo, who who is, um, you know, he kind of runs the business. He runs the front mm-hmm. of house. There's a character very similar to him by the end of this last season of The Bear. Um, then we have but he the also chef. is a, like, he he's not a bad chef in his own right. Like, I mean, he can right. whip up an omelet in mm-hmm. two seconds that looks like the one of the best things in the entire film. Yeah, it's and just that omelet he made looks. Yeah, yeah, he made it look so easy too. The way he made it, uh, and then Primo, Primo really handles most of the of mm-hmm. the cooking. Although he's, you know, he's also giving instructions, right? He he gives yep. instructions to to Phyllis um, yep. for cutting the eggplant, yep. uh, which apparently were wrong, and that's where I, I did like that. You know, <laughs> it's it's almost like there there is the second way of cutting the implant of, the, of course. cutting the eggplant. There's the primo yeah. way of cutting the eggplant, and that's where this movie gets into kind of some of the art of, yeah. there's, of food. There's, there's the primo way of running a restaurant, and then there's the secondo way of running a restaurant, mm-hmm. and then there's and it's the, just different approaches to cooking. Yeah. It's not necessarily exactly. um, you know, so you're not going to ruin the dish, mm-hmm. um, and, you know. And and I think that this could tie to some of the other movies, like um, you know, I talked about heist movies, but like Inception too, where we have these movies that can be allegories to movie making. Mm-hmm. Um, and each person plays an integral role in the making of this big production, this dinner, this performance. Yeah. And I think especially, you know, like if we hadn't done Waiting for Guffman and if Waiting for Godot is similar, maybe we can do Waiting for Godot next week. But like Waiting for Guffman, I think it's the same type of thing. We have each of these elements. We have the writer mm-hmm. and the, the producer and the actors who are coming together to put on a performance for a famous person that's going to save them. Yeah. Uh, and if you think about it, you're like, well, it how like we said, how is that actually going to save them? How is this right. singer we coming to the restaurant yeah. going to do? I mean, it might get them a little bump. It might get them a little bit of publicity. They did have the reporter who was there, mm. but that's not long lasting consistency that's going to save right. the restaurant long term. Especially because you look at the area that they're in, and it seems to be sort of a rundown, seedier area of the neighborhood they're in. And the only thing on that block that really seems to be doing any business is the seedy mob nightclub that's down the street that is also serving Italian food. Right. That's already doing much better than them. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, I just, I just think like this is this movie, like there's not a ton to it, but it's a really, it's a really nice experience. It's nice to sit through. It's very enjoyable. Um, The food looked good. You know, I just don't think there's like too much of a plot, but it's one of those things, you know, that doesn't necessarily need a plot. Yeah, um, and I I really love that this movie really at the end of the day is about like the relationship between these two brothers and how they like constantly argue but come back together and find common ground because they're all each other has. Mm-hmm. Like they neither of them can be as successful as they want to be on their own, I don't think. And I don't think they think that either. And so they they're gonna have these fights all the freaking time about the restaurant. And then continue to come back together. Like, I think they're going to have these big nights over and over and over again. So do you think the restaurant's going to survive after this? Because I don't. I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, how? Like, what is the plan? Like, they'll try something else. I mean, I think there's, you know, I think I think that they would figure something out. I don't know how, but I think the, mm-hmm. maybe the, maybe the car guy invests. Maybe the Campbell Scott car dealership guy invests. That's a good point. That's a good point because yeah. he's played by Campbell Scott, who's one of the directors really and writers too. of this. He was like, "Thanks for the best party." Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's one of the writers and directors mm-hmm. of this uh, of this movie, and I don't really know what role he serves other than he sells a Cadillac to yeah. Secondo, 
and then comes it, to and then he's invited to dinner. But like, what else also, does he really like, do? It also it, he's there to sort of provide a backdoor person who might be able to invest and help save this restaurant. And I think that that's something that ends up happening in a lot of movies like this. Like it's um I I recently saw Theater Camp for the first mm-hmm. um earlier this summer, and there's a similar thing where. You know, the camp is struggling like the camps do in every single camp movie ever made, where the rundown camp is struggling. And they invite all these people to theater camp who might be able to invest and help save the camp. Mm -hmm. And one of the people that ends up helping save it is this person they were not expecting to Mm -hmm. actually, like, help. He was just invited. Mm -hmm. And so it's I get the same sort of vibe from the role of Campbell Scott that... Like, maybe he'll start telling all of his car people that come to buy a car from him, like, on your way, you know, here's a, you know, here's a voucher to get, you know, 10% off a meal at whatever this restaurant is called. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No, I definitely think this movie could be re- remade now with the dream of having an influencer come. Yeah. And... I agree. And post on their Instagram or post mm-hmm. on their TikTok that they were at this restaurant and they're going to drive all this business. Um and, you know, maybe you can even make a, you know, you could make, if this was a plot in the bear or something like that. And then the next episode yeah. could be the drive of business from this influencer. And then it leads to some yeah. sort of backlash or, mm-hmm. you know, then that, then that dries up. It's like this temporary boost, yeah. but what's your long-term boost, right? you got a long-term figure out a way that this restaurant is going to survive and have a full night of customers and not two customers who are going to send the food back. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was thinking watching this movie is how in this I talk about this, how this movie is a movie about performance, but this could very easily be a stage performance. There's yeah, not very many sure. sets. Yeah, yeah. There's not very many. I mean, it's, you know, a couple acts. You could have an intermission in the middle and then you have the big night. Um, and especially with the music that's playing, the dance, yep. it, like I, it felt like I was watching a stage performance. Yeah. Um, which, so which, which brother are you, uh, going to give your award to? Is it going to be Primo or Secondale? I, so initially I wanted to say Secondale because he is the one who's just like, he's the organized one. He's mm. the more objective thinker, but he's also the you one that's more kind of, he, well, he's also the one who's keeping a secret about, yeah. he's keeping a couple secrets. One about his romantic relationships that he's cheating on yeah. his girlfriend. That's uh, maybe my least favorite uh, plot line of the entire movie that we don't even need. You could just yeah. take that out completely. That's no, like the one thing that kind of drags the movie down a little for me is that stupid plot line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it just, I mean, it leads to the blow up at the end. But yeah, I, I feel like it just sort of like muddies things up. Yeah. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I didn't really need the the romantic plot line, but he's also keeping secret from Primo the financial hardship yeah, out there. For sure. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I think uh, Primo's the artist, and yeah. Secondo is really like he's the his manager. He's the yeah. one who's who runs the business, and um, and so usually I identify with more with the manager than the creative person, but yep. um, I will go with Primo. Nice. So, uh, what? So what was your favorite food? Because I have mine. Oh, keep yeah. Let me, uh, let me grab my notes here. It is the giant freaking casserole pie thing yeah. that he made. There is yep. the, uh, the in, tim, Timpano. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, Timpano. There, uh, named timpano. after Timpani Drum. Yeah, no, that, that I want that. incredible. So I have all never, of that. I don't know what was in it, but I want to eat it. Yeah. yeah. So I've never seen one of those before. Yeah. Um, and if, if you Google, first, t- mm. if, if you Google Timpano mm-hmm. uh, or Timpano, it's, 
everything that comes up is like, here's the recipe for the timpano from Big Night. Like nice. you know, Times has one. There's a whole bunch of blogs that have it where it's like. Incredible. So what that is is like a uh, some sort of like shell crust, like pastry crust type thing. Okay. With noodles and sauce and hard boiled eggs, meatballs. I think there was shrimp in there. Oh my God. Sauce. And then they put another crust on top and they bake it. And then you they flip it over and they take like it, there's a lot of craftsmanship involved with making this thing. That's and then it is like a cake. It looks like a bunt cake almost. Yeah. And you cut slices. And so it's like a some kind of in a mix between like a lasagna. Almost like a lasagna. A yeah. Pizza. Yeah. That was the other thing I wish that they had um actually made that they talk about in the film, but you never see one is the um when Primo is talking to uh to Allison Janney's character, um, mm-hmm. the florist, who is adorable in this. Um, mm-hmm. She's great. I think she's great. Uh, and he talks about, like, the lasagna bolognese. And I'm like, oh, my God, now I want lasagna. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen that lasagna, too. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they really could have made the whole movie. And what would you think if the whole movie was, like, just this night? If this actually was the all-in-one night movie, and yeah. they just start the movie and they say... We've got a VIP coming. The rest, you know, they give a little bit of exposition at the beginning. Yeah. And then all you're watching is just the night play out instead of that first 40 minutes of the movie. I mean, you lose, you know, you lose a lot of the buildup of the drama, but I I don't think you lose too much. I mean, it's a much shorter movie, obviously. It's an hour movie instead of an hour. Well, I think then you expand out. You can expand all that out. Yeah, you have you have dinner. You it's almost like to reference another movie they did like um, clue clue is an I mean, all there's a movie, movie there's a movie that's going to come up in connections that does that like the entire movie is the meal you know mm-hmm. there's yeah. a movie that might come up in ladder run suggestions i mean where right. the entire movie is the meal pretty mm-hmm. much yeah you know? um and i think that like that that is a way that they could have structured this movie and, and i'm you know mm-hmm. i'm not trying to say like this is movie is what this movie is and i'm not trying to right. say this movie should no, be something different but i think that there's a version of this movie where it's because it, this movie is about the food and there's lines about how, you know, when Anne yeah. and Allison Janney's character eats, um, what does she is, what does she eat at the end? He gives her a bite of something of the sauce of just like the vegetables and, the sauce. The sauce. and yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he says, yes. And he's like, yeah, food is next to God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there was like that that kind of thing, too, where I just think like this movie could have focused even more on the food. And I think a remake of this. Like I, I, I feel like I would love to make a remake of this that takes place yeah. now. The whole thing takes place in one night. It's about impressing influence. The influencer never comes or the influencer comes in as a fraud or disappointing. Right. And things go wrong throughout the night instead of being like, oh, we're in trouble. I mean, if they, I like, like I just think like there's some flaws in the the restaurant is, is financially in trouble. Yeah. They would have known already at the restaurant yeah. is financially in trouble. But yeah, I, um, I I mean, for what this movie was, I, I, this is a very fun time to hang out with the movie. Yeah, this is yeah. a great hangout movie. I absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is Sorry. a great hangout movie. Uh, should we, should we get into the box office and all that jazz? Like, uh, yeah, let me just look at my. Oh, I also love the scene, the dancing yeah. scene too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, that's the most kinetic scene of the movie. I mean, there is yeah. like there is a lot of like movement in terms of the cooking, but the camera is kind of going between the people as they're dancing, and we're getting yeah. that mambo italiano. Everybody's dancing and, yeah. um. And yeah, I just think like that was another scene that, you know, in the few things that I wrote down, I wrote down just kind of like that that dancing and and then like people are trading partners and uh, which kind of ties nicely into Secondo and his cheating uh, ways. Everybody having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, it looks like, I mean, if that's how the restaurant was every night, I think that could be a very hot place. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's get into, uh, into, uh, box office and our listener feedback. All right. So this movie opened September 20th, 1996, opened in 12 theaters, uh, and then expanded to 99 theaters in the second week. Uh, it started at number 16, rose up to 14, and then in week three, it peaked at number 10. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see. The first week that it came out, um, oh, <laughs> a movie I saw probably around this week was number one in the box office, and that was First Wives Club. Whoa. Did you ever see First Wives Club? No, I don't think I've ever seen First Wives Club. Yeah, I don't know why I saw that, but I remember going to that in the theaters. With um, your mom, maybe? Probably. Yeah. Um, Last Man Standing also came out this weekend. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some very 90s movies like Fly Away Home, First Kid, Bulletproof, uh, Tin Cup. Yeah. Uh, Independence Day was on its 12th, day of, 12th week of release. That was at number nine. Wow. Um, Jack, The Nutty Professor, The Rock. So, like, tons yeah, these of are all very 90s very movies. Very 90s yeah. movies. Uh, Mission Impossible was in theaters, uh, the first Mission Impossible. But nothing that we've done this yeah. week. So let's just go the, the next week to when it went a little bit more wide to 99 theaters. Uh, and still nothing that we've done. Uh, first Wise Club still number one in the box office that <laughs> week. That's and good. then the third week where this movie peaked at number 10. Um, first Wise Club still number one at the box office. Wow. Good job, First Wise Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, oh, that thing you do came out that third week. Oh, there I you definitely go. saw that movie in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we haven't. You know, we have the newspaper reporter on this, and he's going to write up. Yeah. About the restaurant. He's going to get somebody to come review. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Or yeah. He. That's. It's, it's like we're talking about the press and and getting word out about the restaurant yeah. to try to get more people to come. And the funny thing is, is now that I see that thing you do came out the third week that this movie was released. Mm-hmm. The reason why I went to that thing you do, I was a Tom Hanks fan, but not as big of a Tom Hanks fan as I am now at the time mm-hmm. when I saw it. But it was, you know, Tom Hanks, the 90s, everybody loved him. But I remember reading in the newspaper, they had a local movie critic who did who did columns in the newspaper. And he wrote that he gave that thing you do 10 out of 10. And I was wow. like, oh, this movie must be really good. That's why I'll go see it. And so I remember I went, you know, first weekend because I read in the newspaper about that movie. It's pretty good. Yeah. And again, I think that just ties to like, how this movie on the surface is about cooking, but it can be about so many, so many other types yeah. of performance and art. So, all right. Uh, listener feedback. So the listeners are going to have a very strong say in how we, uh, the, yep. these two listeners, because there's only two of them. So they're each going to be 50% of the score. 50, uh, 50. Like yeah, brothers. 50. All right. Kicking things off from Ron. Ron says, I'm still feeling hungry after watching this. Mm-hmm. A fun and beautiful tale of struggle in business and love. Maybe four stars. Yeah, I do like that love maybe. I feel like the love, love kind of, I don't know, love maybe. Love maybe. <laughs> Not love actually, love maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, definitely made me hungry. Definitely still hungry. Can't wait to go get lunch after this. Yeah. Um, Alex L. writes in and says, the boringly titled Big Night actually turned out to be a lot of fun. Just a really sweet, scary piece with some great actors. It didn't all work for me, though. I thought this... I thought the accents and pacing were a bit off at points, but still mostly good. Ian Holm especially was both gross and a lot of fun. Mini Driver mm-hmm. was also really a standout. And Tony Shalhoub is also always great to see. But why exactly was Mark Anthony in this? It seemed like a strange role for him. Three and a half out of five from Alex, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... That, that, 
you can you, you know you, your mileage may vary on the on Minnie Driver as an actress. I thought she was pretty good in this, you know. Yeah, I think I don't think she had a ton to do. I don't think any yeah. of the the female characters. Yeah, Allison Janney had a little bit more to do, but I don't think yeah. a lot of the female characters had a I think ton. She, I think Allison Janney definitely did the best with what she was given, with how mm-hmm. small a role that was as the florist uh, that Primo falls in love with. It's their relationship is quite cute. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be using this as a uh, as a suggestion, but I will say the scene in the flower shop reminded me so much of the room, and I really thought I'd oh, yeah. the room on my suggestions list. <laughs> um, it even looked the flower shop even looked similar to the one in the room. I thought. Um, oh, it's you. Yeah, uh, and I I will agree with what Alex said. I think the the title Big Night is not great. Like I, I think maybe yeah. I've seen this and I know idea what Big Night is. And I guess you know, Big Night One could big be night? about. A, you One. could you could say Big Night about like big opening night for a yeah. theatrical performance too, right? Oh. Like it does fit on that level, but I just don't think in mm-hmm. terms of selling this movie. If you said, hey, I'm gonna watch, we're gonna watch Big Night this week. I don't know if I right. know what is Big Night. What is that? Boogie Nights. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, and so that's all we got from the listeners. So what does that give us for less three seventy five? Yeah, three seventy five. That math. In my head. Quick quick math. Yeah. Good job. Um and I'm right around there. I'm at a 375, which I can't give. So um I think that as we've talked about this, I've discovered more things that I would change about it. Yeah. And how fair. how a remake would be better. So I think I'm gonna drop down to a three point five from my uh, three seventy-five. Um but yeah. I, that's not to say I didn't like this movie. I just think like even when I finished it, I was like, What what are we even gonna talk about about this movie? Right. Right. Um I mean, about I mean the there, there's there is style about it. There's there's yeah themes there's ways you can apply this to other settings i think it's a a very solid movie i just don't think there's much of a plot to it um which you know doesn't we don't have to have a plot in every movie but i do think like that there 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 could be a a either tighter version of this or a more plotted version of this that could be better Fair enough yeah um well back in the day i gave this movie a four on letterboxd the last time i watched it i'm definitely not going lower than that on this rewatch even though there was you know as as you do there when you're watching for a podcast where you have to be a little more critical, there are definitely things to nitpick about it and mm-hmm. pacing pacing issues like Alex said that didn't really work great. Um, I came I came into it thinking I would actually be raising my score from four, but I think I'm more solidly staying at a four mm-hmm. than yeah. uh, given given all the pacing issues. Even though I love a lot of the comedy in it, and the food looks great, and the most of the performances really work, Ian Holmes' performance just didn't fit tonally for me. Um, I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with a four, even though I thought I was coming into this um, gonna be raising my score. So mm-hmm. we're at three point seventy five for everyone. We're keeping that listener at. I mean, it's really it's you and Ron in the handheld yeah. club with fours, and exactly. Alex and I yep. in the hand club handheld holding club with a uh, yep. three and a half exactly so, yeah um no i think it's like a perfectly it's a perfectly enjoyable movie i think it's it's very good i think that um you know I, and i do not mind ian holm i think he's good as the villain but i wish they would have made him a little bit more of the villain because it's almost like if he's the villain but secondo is sleeping with his is so was his, was was his, that his Girlfriend, his, his girlfriend, Gabriella. What do they call it in a? What do they call it in um? Goodfellas, Gumar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, isn't Secondo kind of the villain too? Because he's yeah. sleeping with this guy's girlfriend. Yeah. 
That's so, fair. I don't know. I just think that's the they could have got into a little bit more of that. Um, yeah. And I like Mark Anthony just as like the silent third party. Yeah, and you don't even realize how important he is until he gets a third of the omelet at yep. the end of the movie. Exactly. Like he's he's one third of making these things successful. And, um, yep. you know, I definitely think this movie had an influence on the bear. I think it had yeah. an influence on probably another movie that will come up later, Chef. Um, yep, for sure. And I think there's a lot of a lot of ties. And if there was if, – if a, if a high school – wanted to do a, a movie into a play i think big night would be a great night would be a great one yeah that'd be a good one for a high school musical um, sure. they might have to cut off some of the adultery but otherwise <laughs> I think they could do it. um and it i suggested does, this uh, to our uh, i suggested this to our friend rob who's very italian loves italian culture and i said as he said he'd never seen it i was like you should watch big night it's like the most yeah, italian movie sure. i've ever seen yeah. so very good very good uh hero of the movie i'm gonna give the hero of the movie to food i think oh, food nice. is great I think yeah, the food in this movie is great. I mean, yeah, food. <laughs> the, nice. the movie is food. Food mm-hmm. is awesome. I like food. Uh, I will give it to Stanley Tucci. Nice. Um, and the It'll only be... way he gets the bump over Campbell Scott, even though they kind of work together on this, is just he has a bigger role in yep. this than Campbell Scott. Fair enough. Um, he's, I mean, he's arguably the main character. Um, and I think he's just like the – he's a solid foundation. And you can tell, like, this movie – written by actors like it, it's not just about cooking it's about all kinds of things it's about uh yeah. performance and you know and failure and um the themes like it's just it's got good themes in it i just just needed a plot that's all so. yep there you go um connections yeah all right uh, uh connections to last week i mean obviously we had family style dinner we had mm-hmm. you know people rushing around the kitchen we had lots of close-ups on people chopping vegetables and mm-hmm. uh things like that um yeah Secondo pours himself a drink in private. Um, yep. I don't know if it was Sambuca or, or vodka or something. But, we had uh, somebody drinking from straight from a bottle of wine in the background mm-hmm. of a lot of those scenes, which mm-hmm. happens in Crescia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, lots, lots of wine in this. Uh, yes, for for my title connection, I wrote down uh, the family kitchen. And I think uh, you said, what did you say, family style dining? I thought style but I also was thinking about the fact that you called it an Olive Garden commercial. Mm-hmm. And when you're here, your family is maybe a little too long. No, I think it's fine. I don't know. Let's do the Olive Garden when you're here, your family, then. When yeah, I like that. When you're here, your family. I think that that's kind of fun. It, um, you know, it's not that. There's no character limit. We can do whatever we want for the title connection. So, you yeah. Your family. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, when yeah. was the last time you were in Olive Garden? Uh, when I went to Endless Pasta Bowl and Breadsticks with Rob and Tara and a bunch of people uh, several years ago, and I only got through one never-ending pasta bowl because it was so big. Mm-hmm. So, I am a tiny person with tiny stomachs. So, um, yeah. yeah, I did actually make pasta the other night, but not the night that I watched this movie, and yeah. it was not as good as it was just it was just kind of yeah. box spaghetti and jarred sauce, nothing special. Uh, one last thing. Okay, so we were Oh, wait, no, about... I skipped. Sorry. Nope, just kidding. I skipped oh, all. Connections I skipped, to other things. I skipped all. Uh, yeah, Connections to other movies this year. And I skipped everything. Uh, uh, connections to other movies yeah. this year. Yeah, uh, was Casino this year or last year? I can't remember. Uh, last year. Last year, okay. Well, the, I, will, I will point out, though, that the main guy that the barber, uh, Primo's friend that's the barber that comes to dinner, mm-hmm. is the main mob boss from back home in Casino. Oh, okay. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that I, I recognized him, and I thought that was funny. Um, mm-hmm. 
Let's see. Connections to things we did last year. Uh, no, connections to things from this year. We haven't even done that. From yet. this year, I mean. Um, I can start. Question. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. All right. So we had food as art. So I thought yep. about Pollock um, and the creative process of Pollock. Uh, we uh, had the whole scene of people coming out of the kitchen in Forrest Gump. Like his mama served shrimp and his mama before mm-hmm. her served shrimp. Yeah. And, and, so seafood, on and so seafood on. risotto yeah. probably is one of the things yep. that Bubba's seafood mom risotto. served. Yeah. Um, no, I, and I think like just the the whole like this movie is an allegory for making a performance, making theater, making a mm-hmm. movie that I think you can tie that to Inception. Uh, fancy dining we had in American Psycho. Um, uh, we had a lot of we had a big lie that unravels in the end, uh, which we had in Shattered Glass. Um, yeah, a know, couple of someone those keeping secrets and lies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um and, and then just kind of like family drama that we had. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously we've had that the last couple of weeks. Krisha, great to be married, Silver Lining's playbook, uh, but also on Golden Pond. And then I was thinking about Banshee's Vinishiran as yeah. like the fight at the end. Um yeah. although we don't get a knockout, drag out like punch fight in Banshees, but we do just get okay. like that like simmering resentment that happens. And they do have those scenes where they're having these discussions over um over a beer. Yep. In Banshees. Um, yeah, I mean the whole the whole thing about one of the background things in American Psycho is trying to find the right restaurant mm-hmm. that is trendy, find the trendiest restaurant that like popular people would go to. You know the whole like Dorcia and Arcadia and all that. Like yeah, so there's the whole background subplot in American Psycho of the restaurants. Um, so that's a connection. Yep. Um, what else? Anything? No. What do you got for movie map? Is it casino? Movie map. Uh, do do Goodfellas. Yeah, dealing with restaurants one. and yeah, dealing with restaurants and the mob and food and yeah, lots of food and cooking process in Goodfellas as well. There's several <laughs> yeah, I mean, scenes in Goodfellas. Literally, both both movies have a reference to how you chop the garlic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think I think Goodfellas is the uh, is the obvious candidate also, there. There you go. Uh, all right. Uh, well, now we can do one last thing. Okay, so my one last thing, speaking of the bear, did you mm-hmm. notice in the opening credits that there was a executive producer of this film that has a very tight connection to the bear, and that's Oliver Platt. Oliver oh, really? Platt was an executive producer on this mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. and went on to star in the bear. So there you go. And stars in some of the episodes of the bear that are similar to this, where we have yep, the big family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The business and everything like that. So, nice. yep. um, well, mine is Campbell Scott. And we didn't nice. talk too much about him, but he's got yeah. that recognizable voice. He's in a ton of movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I always think of House of Cards when he shows yes. up. Um, and I did not know, much like Steve Martin, that there was ever a time when Campbell Scott did not have gray hair. So yep. it was so weird. You hear his voice first when they're at the Cadillac dealership. And so I'm like, oh, there's Campbell Scott. And then he steps out of the car and he's got like a full head of dark brown hair. That was yep. like, Wow. I thought the like, same thing when I saw singles for the first time earlier okay. this year. Yeah, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and then one other like small thing. So during the scene where they're talking mm-hmm. about lasagna bolognese, uh, and Allison Janney's character, I don't know if this is a mistake or an intentional thing, but she puts her hand on the stove and then quickly pulls it off. And I don't know if they had like that she just messed up during the take and kept going, or if that was something written in for the character. It sounds like a mess up where like she she didn't think about it because the the stove would be hot but because it wasn't like she no i think the stove actually was hot the way she reacted oh, was like she oh, touched okay. it and very notice. quickly pulled yeah. her hand away 
It's so, probably a mistake then, yeah. Yeah. They so I'm curious it if, yeah. it, if it was that or if it was that um, that she, uh, you know, she, like, that was written in because she's not used to being in the back of a kitchen before, so oh, she wouldn't be. think of where she's yeah. putting her hand. But it was just, they, they never referenced it. He never asked her if she's okay or yeah. anything. Uh, Primo never asked her if she's okay or anything like that. So it's like, yeah, I, I just, I noticed it and I rewound it. I was like, that was weird. Why did, did she you notice during the dinner scene the Campbell Scott's character had a cast on one of his hands too? Yeah, and I didn't they, notice that in the car dealership scene, but he has yeah, it. They reference it in the car dealership scene. Do they? Uh, sec- Secondo it. says something about, like, that thing on your hand. It must make it hard oh. to drive a car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got so, it. So, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe Campbell Scott actually had broken his, you know, maybe it's a Luke Skywalker-type situation. Yeah. Uh, it's an which, interesting yeah, character maybe. note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of like just little things in the there's you know when I was watching this sometimes I'd look in the background and you'd see mm. especially Mark Anthony's character is like clearing plates or something in the background so there's stuff going on that is not just what the primary focus is and I think that's the right. kind of stuff that um, could translate really well to the stage if they ever did a big night uh, stage performance for sure. So. All right, well uh, I think that's it. We can move on to pick our movie for next yeah, week. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we've got a couple suggestions in from the listeners. I feel like there's going to be a lot of crossover just because I'm surprised how few food movies there are. Like, I was looking up food movies, and there were not as many. There's as more than I remembered, but, yeah, really? there are not as many food movies. Okay. Um, yeah. I wrote a few down, but, yeah. Yeah, I did not have very many that came up, um, but I still have a decent list. Yeah. So we'll start with Ron, taking one right off, right off the bat. Number off, one off with the, a bullet. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's the menu. A lavish feast cooked by a chef. Absolutely. I mean, this is, I feel like that this is a, like, sister movie to this movie. Okay. Like, Um, the wrong dining experience to have, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it is all about the love of food, and especially the, the, like, way the customers react to the food, too. Food culture, the the way food culture has changed in the last 20 years. Like, Mm -hmm. Well, and that's a movie where we have the influencers showing up. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. so we do have... um, not to talk too much about the menu before we watch it. Yeah. Uh, my dinner with Andre, a yep. significant dining experience. Yes, though that is all one meal one. taking place. Yep. Uh, it's one I actually just recently watched for Criterion Challenge. Uh, rewatched it, but we get the different courses brought out, um, and it's very limited in terms of scope and cast. So, um, his third one is the founder, a yep. struggling family restaurant to the origins of the largest fast food chain. Brennan, I think you and I saw the founder together. In theaters, I think we did too. Yeah, I liked the founder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep, exactly. All right, and Alex O has another Tony Shalhoub movie from the late 1990s, Galaxy Quest. That's Love Galaxy Quest. What a classic. Before. Yep. Uh, Pascal Cajano and Mini Driver are together again in Sleepers. Oh, yep. very different. And I believe that came out the same year, too. Uh, yeah, sometime in the late 90s. I don't remember if it was 96 or not. Yep. And then another big night in Night of the Hunter. That would be a complete and total shift. What is well, Night of the I, Hunter? Night of the Hunter is about a serial killer. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I love yeah. Night of the Hunter. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And then uh, Jim Crumley did not get around to watching the movie, but he did nope. send in a ladder rung suggestion. That's Men in Black for possibly Tony Shalhoub's most famous film role. Is that true? I Maybe. would say film role, but not his most famous role yeah. is Monk. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I didn't mention it, but and I can't believe we didn't talk about this. And yeah. so people who, who skipped ahead to the to the ladder rungs. You're just going to hear us talk about Big Night for a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. Tony Shalhoub looks exactly like the soup Nazi. Yes, absolutely he does. Yep. And no this came out he a even has year the, after the soup, the soup Nazi. The soup Nazi he even has the, the handkerchief scarf. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And the big, thick muscle. I mean, it yep. could have been the same actor. It, it like, he been. didn't even yeah, look yeah. like Monk to me. He looked like the soup Nazi. Yep. Um, so, and yeah. It's really, and speaking of Instagram influencers, we, I thought about this from my last thing, too. I mean, when I shared that we were doing Big Night, I used the gif of Stanley Tucci making custom cocktails. And that's become such a, like, influencer thing where Stanley Tucci has turned into this, like, legend of, like, Instagram influencing for making like little videos of how to make a mixed drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also some of those articles about the timpano. Yeah. Um, Stanley Tucci is actually like doing videos where he's making that with people too. Probably. So I do think that there's some of that. Um, yeah. So, okay. Men in Black is Tony Shalhoub's most famous film role. What Such is, uh, what is Stanley Tucci's most famous film role? Would you say? Um, Cause I didn't really, I don't really know what it would be. Jury Duty? Let's see. Uh, I mean, he's the psychotic juror in Jury Duty. Spoiler alert. Oh, I don't even remember him being in Jury Duty, but um, I do love that movie. He's the bad guy in it. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, Captain America? Yeah, I always think of him in the Hunger Games movies. He's such um, a character actor. Like, it's hard to Yeah. Think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that he necessarily has one movie that, like, stands yeah, out. No. Yeah. But, um, yeah, to me, the first one that comes to mind is just Hunger Games, but it's because he's in so many of the Hunger Games movies. Yeah. There you um, go. All right. Well, should we figure out what we're watching next week? All right. Now we can go to ours. Uh, yep, and you're first. My list. All right. Uh, so the menu was taken off of my yep. list, and I believe that's the only did, one. Okay. Didn't uh, even bother writing the menu down. <laughs> yeah, no, I did have the menu, but I have a lot of other ones. Um nice. And a lot that I haven't seen before, so that's good. Uh, so the first one, this is the first one that came to mind. It's come up a bunch. It's one that's on my rewatch list. An animated movie about a chef, and yep. we have critics and people, uh, yep. you know, not accepting the food. Ian Holm also is in this movie, one of the voices. That's Ratatouille. Yep. It was on my list. Um, one, another one that's been on my watch list for a while. This is one that's come up for me for Criterion, but I've never gotten around to watching it. That's Day Trippers. Liev Schreiber, who I don't even think we mentioned Liev Schreiber, but he does have a small role. Yeah, in, I mean, I never. Once night. again, I can't. I can't Scott Liev Schreiber. Oh, he's the he's the chef for the Ian Holm. Oh, uh, got it for that restaurant. Ian Holm care. Yeah, he's like standing outside smoking. Like yeah, you see him for a second. Yeah, I uh, see him. Yeah, not just Liev Schreiber, but Stanley Tucci and Campbell mm. Scott are also both in Day Trippers too. And That's that right, is, they like, are. Yeah. It has a pretty limited cast. It looked yeah. like it only had like 15 people listed. So to have three of those people all be in this movie, it seemed like a very mm. good connection. I watched it earlier this year because it was supposed to be the a Canadian film. But Megan the Librarian called me out and said it didn't count as a Canadian film. And I had to watch something else oh. for Criterion that week. Frosted. So. Uh, it is yeah. Greg Matola did that. He did Superbad and yep. a bunch of other movies that I really like. Um, yep. But uh, Diner is my next one. That's a 1950s nice. period piece. Takes place in a restaurant. I don't really know much else about it. Uh, Diner's good. A bunch of people, I, I think it's like Great a cast. bunch of people meeting up at a diner, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Classic cast. Yep. yep. Um, the Devil Wears Prada. I feel like this is probably a big Stanley Tucci role. I've never seen it. Um, fashion is our art form. We get more Anne Hathaway. Yep. And um, I don't know. Like somebody who's trying to like, they have a specific way they want to do things, much like Primo did. Uh, but yep. this time it's fashion. Yep. And um, so that's four. Yep. I'm probably going to do six since we don't have many, do many listener suggestions. Six. All right, Julia and Julia. Yep. I've listened on, on your list. Yeah, Stanley Tucci is in this Always as on the well. Always on the list Yeah, and food movie. Um, and what is food without wine? 
So why not sideways? Yeah, there you go. I don't think that's about red wine, though. It's about Pinot Grigio. It's white wine. So we can do red wine, white wine can be our title connection if we do that. Bottle of red, bottle of white is a good title connection. Um, And then I will leave the rest of mine on the shelf. Nice. Nice. Uh, How about from big night to date night? How about... Is is date night the one with um, Pina Fey and and Steve Carell? Yes. And I always mix that one up with game night. I can't remember if I've seen date night or not. Um, uh, how about a movie about two brothers, uh, stepbrothers? Mm, no, you're on with all the comedies. All right. I think there was a cast connection at stepbrothers as well that I noticed. Probably. I yeah. um, how about a Marx Brothers movie with a food in the title? How about Duck Soup? Mm, nice. Going way back. Yep. Uh, how about Mini Driver in food-related conversation, uh, Good Will Hunting? Do you like apples? Oh, how do you like them apples, yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. How about the angry film Eat, Drink, Man, Woman? And how about... What's that one about? That is about food and culture and family. Um, I have never seen it. Very interesting. Let's uh, go with eating, the doc- drinking men and women. Eat, drink, man, woman. Yep. And uh, let's go with a documentary person. that is all about one man's obsession with his creation of amazing looking food. Zero dreams of sushi. Ah, nice. That is a good one. Yep. That that might be the movie that made me the hungriest. Actually, now that you mentioned that, love, uh, love that just made me want to eat so much sushi. And yep. uh, gonna eat sushi tonight. I'm very excited. All right, cool. So that's six for me, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, cool. All right, mm-hmm. uh, I will take it from the top. Uh, uh, what do you have? Do you have anything on your? Uh, oh, also, right. mentions yeah. Uh, honorable mentions: uh, the brothers McMullen for movies about brothers. Uh, let's see, what else did I write down? Uh, wait, uh, waiting, the film waiting. Uh, <laughs> Monty, Monty Python, meaning of life for the uh, dinner scene. Uh, support the girls for a about a movie about a failing restaurant. Uh, Tim Popo, I wrote down. Yep, I had that on my list. I haven't seen it yet. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Ray, another one. Rain Man, or a story, a story about two brothers um, that also involves driving a car. Uh, Rain Man. Nice. Yes. I'd bo- Boiling Point, which is a movie about a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, Barton Fink, about artistic. Yep. Uh, Tony Shalhoub is in that. Cocktail. Um, yeah. Larry Block, who was the man in the beginning with a husband of the seafood risotto of a woman, yep. uh, is in that. It's about you know uh, restaurant industry with Tom Cruise. Uh, salt, because yeah. we, it's another food item, even though it's not actually about food. Uh, Liam Schreiber yeah. shows up in that. Speaking of salt, Flaming Hot, Tony Shalhoub yep. shows up in that. I thought uh, about t- Flaming Hot. It, I saw yeah. it as a connection, and I didn't yeah. write it down. Uh, Tampopo, Chef, uh, yep. and then Big, just for the, the title, title connection. Yep, there you go. All right. Now you right. from the top. Cool. All right. Uh, the menu. My dinner with Andre, the founder. Galaxy Quest, Sleepers, Night of the Hunter, Men in Black, Ratatouille, Day Trippers, Diner, The Devil Wears Prada, Julia and Julia, Sideways, Date Night, Step Brothers, Duck Soup, Goodwill Hunting. Eat, drink, man, woman, and Jiro dreams of sushi. I get to go first, and I'm picking the menu. 
Menu. All right. It feels like the most obvious connection. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All right. Um, well, I will go with a listener connection as well, and I will go with Galaxy Quest. Never seen Love it. Um, I do think I do really like the thematic connection of like Galaxy Quest is about the creation of a TV show, and we talked yep. a lot about how Big Night could have been applied to movie making, theater yep. making, so TV. Yep. Is it TV or is it a movie? I don't even know. It's, like, it's, like it's, it's like a Star Trek TV show, style TV show, yeah. Yeah, and I know people really think Galaxy Quest is very funny. Um, I haven't yeah. watched much Star Trek TV, so I would be yeah. curious. I would miss some of the jokes, but probably not. Okay. Off of your list. Um, Ooh. All right, I got to pick off of your list. Uh, oh, yeah, you pick first. I love your entire list here. Um, Always good. I've never seen Julia and Julia, um, but I think Ratatouille is the obvious one from your yeah. list. Mm-hmm. to pick um we've been we've been dancing around ratatouille a couple of times actually i think it's come up um, a lot yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with ratatouille nice all right um and off of your list um i don't remember if i've seen date night but it's not very good Step Brothers, almost like i i would pick Step Brothers because that's one that never really worked that well for me but people love it um yeah and i just want to see if there was a cast connection because if there was i think i would pick it but i don't there's there not i don't actually see a cast connection to this okay. so i don't if know there why. is I, it's like a way down on the credits you know? yeah um no i was thinking maybe campbell scott showed up uh adam scott but not. Campbell. i could have seen that yeah yeah are they related um, probably not i don't think so no so i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna do stepbrothers because these are actual brothers they're not stepbrothers um right I'll do Jiro Dreams of Sushi because nice. that just like this movie is made. These pretzels are making me thirsty. This movie is making me hungry. Yep. Um, could be our title connection. Um, yeah. All nice. right. So now I'm just going to pull up. Uh, the menu, I believe it's still on Max. The menu uh, is on Max. I'll tell you in just a second. Yep. Galaxy Quest is probably on Netflix. Yes. Uh, the menu is on Max. Also on Hulu as well. Nice. Um, Galaxy Quest is. Netflix. Maybe. Uh, no, um, Prime and right. also okay. Paramount Plus, and not uh, the Showtime version of Paramount Plus, just regular Paramount Plus. Wow, P Plus. All right, good job. Um, and then Ratatouille is on Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. And Jiro Dreams of Sushi, I believe, is still on Netflix. Um, um or was back in the day. Let's so see. four easily findable films, which is yes, nice. easily streamable this week. Um, yeah. Let's see. So I, I'm just playing these up. Everything's slow. Yes, Ratatouille is on Disney Plus. Good job. Yep. And Jiro Dreams of Sushi is uh, not on Netflix, but it is on Prime, Hoopla, Canopy. Uh, it's nice. also on Plex, okay. Pluto, Tubi, wow. uh, Fubo, Redbox, Voodoo, all uh, ad All the things. Yeah. yeah. So you can watch it on any of the ad-supported ones. Great. Uh, I like all four of these movies. Um, yeah, I don't, really, the, I don't really have, like... I, I don't think I would throw any of them out. I'm leaning towards either Galaxy either. Quest or Ratatouille, um, only because I've watched the menu recently in Jiro. Like, I mean, it's it's, it's there's a really not a ton good to talk thing. about. Yeah, it's a, it's it's, like, there's even less to talk about with it than this. Um, but it's a beautiful movie, and people should see it if they yeah, have it. It's, a, it's oh, I think it's like a highly recommended, and it's it's less than 90 minutes, so you can you it's can squeeze one of the best documentaries of all yeah. time that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of leaning towards Ratatouille. Tui as well. Yeah. Uh, Ian Holm is third build on the cast list as well. Yeah. Um, 
So. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking, I'm kind of leaning towards Ratatouille, and it would be our second animated film of the year, which is fun. Nice. Um, uh, after not doing a lot of animation before, um, just, yeah. Yeah, and it's one I haven't seen it since probably it came out since 2007. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's one that people really put high up in their Pixar rankings. Uh, do, Brad I, I, too. I feel like when I last time I saw it or the first time I saw it, I landed it somewhere in the middle. So I would be curious to revisit it and see if I like it more than I did when I watched it a few years ago. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Uh, Ratatouille, Ratatouille it is. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Ian, Ian home and in the kitchen. Ian home in the kitchen. Yep, home, at home in the kitchen. At home in the kitchen. And we can spell right home, H O L M. At home in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. In his hot, in his Hobbit home. <laughs> I love yes. it. Um, all right, Ratatouille next week coming up. And you can like find it, it on there. Disney Plus. Also, you can rent it. It looks like it's uh, 4K on Disney Plus, though, so you can get even better quality. Uh, yes, we'll it. rent it or get it in your library. All of those things. We'll probably be back to. I would imagine we're back to normal Tuesday next week. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Barring any, uh, barring any other random things, yeah. Um. Either we're gonna do not to spoil, but either we're gonna end up doing Rakatui the following week. Uh no comment. Yeah, all right. Or Rak- Rakakuni, was Rakakuni. that what it was? Yeah, yeah Rakakuni. Rakakuni. All right. We're going to let a chef take the, or a, a rat take the controls next week. And the Indeed. rats are all the podcasting. You dirty rat. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, Brennan, what are you looking forward to watching this week? Uh, Going to watch Anatomy of a Murder for Criterion this weekend, probably Saturday night once I get back home. Uh, classic home. 1950s auto preventure uh, star Jimmy Stewart. Excited to. Final, that's like one that's been on my list forever, so I'm excited to knock what's that the, one off uh, my list. What's the category for that? Uh, I believe it is crime. Is it crime or I, I, I'm thriller maybe? Okay, yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a week recall. behind on Criterion gotcha. stuff. Um, which so mine is Thief this week. Um, gotcha. uh, which is uh for action adventure week. Yep. For Criterion Challenge. So yep. uh, I've never seen Thief, and it's I've heard great things. I've heard. It's, uh, very good James Conn performance, early Michael Mann. Nice. So. And a movie you're going to be excited that I'm finally going to cross off my list. Uh, for the Library Ladder Challenge, we are on films mentioned in Manic Street Preacher songs. So I'm going to take this opportunity to finally watch Secret Honor. Oh, nice. Yeah, Secret Honor is good. Um, am, I, am I behind on Library Ladder? Do I need to do that Might tonight? Because um, I'm yeah, still I watched, disaster. Uh, I watched a disaster movie before I left, so. Oh, you did? What disaster yeah. movie did you watch? I watched The Wave from 2015, which is a Norwegian film. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Nice. And apparently uh, no, I, have, a, I have three days. It's a disaster. Yeah, apparently there's a sequel to The Wave called The Quake that mm-hmm. is all the same characters, but this time there's an earthquake instead of just the title wave. Oh, nice. The yeah. Quake. Yeah, The Quake. Did you ever play Quake? That, uh, <laughs> yeah, first I First person shooter game? That's yeah, yeah. Back nice. in the day. All right, and we're both going to be watching Ratatouille, and we'll be back next week to talk about it. Getting okay. back in the kitchen. Kitchen month continues, I guess. Excited. Oh, man. All right.
well, kicking off our reviews with somebody who knows what movie we're going to be watching next week. Uh, the, <laughs> the top review on Letterboxd by Daniel says Ratatouche. That's should, beautiful. Should that be our title connection? That, are they just Stanley Tucci and Ratatouille? He's not. This is just uh, the Ratatouille. That's too bad. This okay, is the yeah. Stanley Tucci version of Ratatouille. I, think it was I like it. Say. That's very um, funny. Yeah. Uh, Dirk says that final scene, everything that went before it, the bonds of family, brotherly affection, love, and all captured in the simple act of frying an egg, just ma- magical. Yep, exactly. And, uh, that last scene, Mamma Mia. Yeah, did we not give enough shrift to the? Did we get short shrift to the last scene? Like it, it's it is very. Like, it's a beautiful, yeah, like silent scene. It's just mm-hmm. like, uh, he just yeah. like casually goes over, grabs a plate, and is like, here. <laughs> Yeah, first splits it up two ways, but then has the yeah. third piece for. Well, he for saves Primo. it for him. He's waiting for him to come in because. True. Like, yeah. So he knew he, he'd come he back. leaves more in the pan. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you know we were just watching them eat, like you said, in silence. I, yeah. I do love when when movies end with just like a, a long hold shot yeah. on a silent scene. Um, yeah. I agree. Oh, all right. Benjamin should have written in. He says, as far as I'm concerned, this is the live action Mario movie. There you go. Maybe we could have done <laughs> we could have done the Mario Brothers movie. Which one is which? Ooh, um, I think Secondo is is uh, Mario. Luigi? Oh, okay. No, because he's like the head. He's the one the who can run everything. Yeah. And, um, although I would say Ian Holm looks more like Mario than the other two. True, so. true. Uh, and then so- Sophie B says, I want Stanley Tucci to make me scrambled eggs. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Sally Jane Black says, charmingly anticlimactic, beautifully filmed food porn, and Mini Driver deserves better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, anticlimactic. That's probably a better way to say um, plotless. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I All right. And, and then uh, since we're talking about food, we'll end things with our old friend Veggie Dog, nice. who uh, just watched this movie just a week ago. Actually, um, I don't think she watched it for the podcast, but maybe, uh, maybe. she did. She and she had four stars, yeah. and she said Tony Shalhoub is so great in everything. Mm-hmm. I have not watched this again since it first came out, and I really appreciate the timeless quality the story has. It nice. could take place in a modern setting and still be perfectly relevant. One of the great restaurant movies. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I should like her review. There you go. You should. All there right. Oh. And next week, Ratatouille.